Welcome to episode 12. In this episode of Younger, Smarter, Better, we are going to be diving into goal setting. The last episode, we were talking a little bit overall in general about planning, and it was talking about the different types of plans and going forward the different types of planning that we're going to cover. And so the first one that we're going to be covering is goal setting. Now, goal setting has a lot. It's a very, it's not very large subject, but there's a lot of different nuances, different ways of doing it. Feel free to try, pick up and try any of these methods and modify them however you see fit. This is, episode is going to be mainly a general overview to goal setting, some of the specifics on a different types of goals you can set, different methods that I've used in the past, ones that I've liked, and ones that I've found have been really helpful for me actually accomplishing those goals, and then a little bit of motivation on why you should set goals. So the first thing we're going to go through is why should you set goals, right? Because this, it's not necessarily a long process. It's just a continual process. It's something you pick up every single week. It's something that you look at and have a frame of mind. And so why should you do it? Why should you set goals? Well, the first thing that I that comes to mind when I talk about goal setting, it's not necessarily about what goal you set. The goal setting in of itself is setting direction. It's setting a flag on top of a mountaintop. You're saying that mountain is the one that I want to conquer. And what goal setting does is you're setting a direction. You're setting a path. So as you go along life, you'll notice that, okay, look at this path leads towards my goal. It leads towards that flag on top of the mountain. This one doesn't. Now, what a lot of people do is without goals is they just go along life and they just keep wandering on the trail. They choose left, they choose right, and they keep going straight and they keep choosing left or they choose right. They don't really have a frame of mind of where they want to end up. Goal setting is the frame of mind of where you want to end up. So when you have a goal, you say, okay, top of the mountain, here's my flag. And when you go and come up to a path and you're like, do I go left? Do I go right? You will choose the one that leads you to your goal. If you won't like goal setting is about keeping you aware also. So the other aspect of setting goals is to keep you aware of your goals. So for example, um, a lot of the times your interesting thing that your brain does, your brain is very, it has an automatic ad blocker if you want to think about it that way. So say you're going onto a website, right? Your brain in your mind, you have something you're looking for on this website, a piece of information. You have a question that you have in your head. So you go to this website and you look through the, the website and you're scrolling through. The one thing your brain does is that automatically blocks out the ads. It doesn't even, after a while, it doesn't even pay attention to them. It's just, it's very focused looking for a specific answer. You're looking for how do I do X, Y, Z, right? You go through, you look through the main body. You sometimes even skip over some paragraphs that don't have key words that your brain registers but when you have a goal in place when you have a defined goal and say you were looking for like better recording equipment or you're looking for like a better laptop and that's your goals your goal is to have a great laptop now when you go through those pages things that register with laptop or register with that will start to become make themselves aware like you're going through a web page suddenly not only do you just not notice like all of these other things, you start to focus on opportunities that will lead you towards your goal. You're like, okay, look at that. There's an ad for a laptop. Your brain will start to notice those things instead of automatically blocking them out. You're, you go through, and I mean, if you think about today, we have so many different types of advertisements and different thing, information, just raw information that comes at us every single day. I mean, there's even a, such a thing as information overload in today's age and era. That's an actual problem that people deal with. So 
when we're going through, our brain deals all this information. So what your brain has to do to be most efficient is to sort out and to not pay attention to the vast majority of it. But when you set goals, you're saying brain, you're basically putting a sticky note on your brain. You're saying, pay attention for opportunities that arise with this. And then what your brain will do is as you're going through and sorting through information, maybe an opportunity arise, or you hear a conversation with a friend, those things will start to notice. You'll be like, oh, hey, he talked about that one thing that I wanted to do. For me, for me, a big goal that I have is going through college debt-free. So that's a little post-it note I have in my brain that's like, that's the goal. That's the end point that I want. That's my flag on top of my mountain. And so when I'm going through my day, I might notice, oh, hey, look it. There's a scholarship opportunity over here. Oh, hey, look it. I have this and this to do for getting my college application submitted. Or like, hey, look at this. Look at this. Like all these opportunities start to make themselves aware when you start to set goals. Now, goal setting isn't just about being aware of your goals. It's actually part of it is accomplishing it. Part of it is planning. As we've been going through this series of planning, Now we're going to go on to more of the how do you set goals and that sort of ordeal. So setting goals, there's multiple different types of goals. I'm going to mainly focus on two larger areas of goals. You've got the SMART goals and you've got the STRETCH goals, which are also the SMART goals are more of your short-term goals. They're more measurable, they're timely, and we'll go through more specifically what SMART means in just a minute. So SMART goals are your short-term goals. They're the things that you can achieve easily, not easily, they're just the things that you can actually achieve and the realistic goals. Now you've got your STRETCH goals. These are your long-term goals. These are your three-year, your five-year, your 10-year goals. These are the things that right now kind of seem like impossibilities, like things that you didn't even, like, you were looking at and you're like, oh man, it would be really cool if I could write a book, but that's just really vague out there long distance sort of goal. And that's kind of what, so it's a combination of those two. I use a system of a combination of those two. So what I do is I sit down and I have written down a, what I want to do, be, or have in the next 30 years. So I wrote down a list. It's two pages long. And I've, the great thing about this is that goal setting is a continual process. It's not like you set it up and forget it. It's a continual process. You continue to set goals. You continue to work towards them. You continue to modify them. So over the course of the past couple of years, I have a list of things that I want to do, be, become by the age or in 30 years from now. So when I'm like, 47. I have a list of things I want to do by basically when I'm 50. And a lot of them can be achieved a lot sooner than that. But you know, it's great to have a list going. So then I have what I do is I take from that list. I have a lot of different things like um, I want to be healthy. I want to have like a 3D printer. I want to make short films. Like there's a lot of different things. I want to be doing better with the podcast. There's a lot of different things. College debt free. Also huge one on there being completely debt-free, car paid off, making passive income. I have like a whole bunch of different things on this big list. They're kind of vague ideas, and some of them are more specific, but there are a lot of vague things like, oh, it would be cool to go skydiving or to make a film, these sorts of things, and they're all out there. And now what you do is you scale back a little bit. You're saying, okay, now let's bring it a little bit closer. You say about 10 years or five years. What I did is a five-year one. So, okay, in the next five years, what do I want to do, be, have, become? So then I go through and I take from that list. I'm like, okay, if I want to make a short film, then I should probably finish the one that I'm working on now. I'm making a documentary right now. Um, it's it's a huge ordeal. I was not expecting it to be this large. It was it generally, it was started out as being a graduation project. And it was like, okay, you know what? For my graduation project, I'm going to make a documentary. The only requirement for the graduation project is that I spend 40 hours on it. It's like, okay, you know, it's easy. You know, 40 hours on a project, not too hard, not too hard to make a film in 40 hours. And then I started working on it. I was like, one, this project is not going to, like, if I'm going to make a good documentary, which is what I'm looking for, I'm looking for a good, a pretty decent documentary here. 
And I was like, okay, yeah, it's not going to be 40 hours. So I did some research and was like, okay, if I were to have a 40 hours to wake on this project to make the minimum amount of project, it would take a six minute documentary. I can make a six minute documentary with 40 hours worth of work. It's like, eh, it's not going to happen. Okay. 20 minute documentary. Okay. That's like a hundred hours about there. I was like, okay, that's, that's a little bit more, a little bit more that I can work towards. And then I kept working on it. And then I was like going through and some of the interviews were going a little bit longer than I was expecting. And I was like, okay, it would, this interview took two hours and 40 minutes or two hours and 30 minutes. I was like, that's a lot of footage to go through and edit. So I'm going through and I'm thinking it was like this project's probably going to be 250, 300 hours to make this film. And it's probably going to be somewhere to closer to the 20, 40, maybe 60 minute range. So anyway, that's a big goal that I had for my 30 years was I wanted to make some sort of short films. Or I wanted to continue to make shorter films. My five-year goal is to finish my one documentary that I have or start a second one if I finish it in time. So then breaking it down even more so to a three-year because I have to have this documentary finished by before I graduate, which is in like a couple months, <laughs> it's in like seven months or something like that. So I have to finish the documentary in the seven months. So now you kind of scale down the process, right? You're going with the large vague goals or stretch goals. I want to make films. And then you're scaling it down to something that's more approachable. So one year goal finish this documentary and have it wrapped up and submitted and all that sort of stuff. So, okay, one year ago, now we break it down to even more than that. We break it down to 90 day goals. So now 90 days is what can you accomplish and what can you do? These are the, these are the smart goals. When you, so what I, my rule of thumb is that a year and longer are stretch goals. They should be vague, long distance and challenging. And then anything shorter than one year should be a smart goal. Something that is specific, measurable, achievable, relatable, realistic is also another one, realistic or and timely. So those SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So you can see it's it's more of a realistic short term, something that has a dead a deadline on it. So going forward, working with the documentary, I'm like, okay, I can work through this amount of um, interviews. I can get that done in the month of October. This amount of interviews I can get done in the month of November. These are the sorts of things that you can think of. You set deadlines. You start calling people. You got dates set on the calendar. These are the sorts of things that you work with your 90-day time frame. Now what we do is we break it down even more so. We got from um, one year to 90 days. Now we're going to one month. Now this is where we start to get to the time management side of things, which we'll talk about next episode. But this episode, we're all talking about goal setting. So bringing down our goals from 90 days to one month. So one month goals are something that these are the very real deadlines. These are the things that you're putting on the calendar, you're looking forward to, and these are the things that you're planning around. So for one month goals, I have three dates set up to record with the people that I'm interviewing for the documentary. So that's my realistic part towards that goal. And I'm even going to start editing the, the documentary now so that I have enough time to actually finish it by the deadline. Um, so these are the sorts of things you're breaking down to monthly. Okay, we're dealing with this topic in this month, and we're going to be recording on these days with these people at this time. This is the timely manner. This is specific. This is exactly deadlines and everything. Now, we go even more so. When you're starting to do a time management, which we'll get to in next episode, we'll be dealing with the one-week view. Okay, what are you doing this week that will help you accomplish your monthly goals, that will help you accomplish your 
90-day goals that help you conch your year goals, your three-year goals, and so on. So you're starting to chunk it down. You're looking at when time management, you're looking at like this week is generally what I use as a viewpoint. Some people use a month or some people use the day. It's up to you. It's specific just to you, whatever, whatever you find is your preference. So we're scaling down to that point. You see the, the overall process is you're setting an end point. The goal of a goal, <laughs> the goal of a goal is to set the end point. It's to set the direction. It's making you aware of what you want. So now how do you do that? There's a lot of different ways you could do it, but I'm going to start telling you the process. The same process I just went through, but we're going to start creating a new goal, you and me together. So one of the goals that I have for my 30 years goal, we'll say 10 years, 10 years out, I'm 20, 27 years old, basically 28 years old. And what I want to do is I want to have like 250 books read by 20, by 28 years old. Okay, now let's scale it down. Five years from now. Okay, that's about 175 books probably, maybe maybe around there, 175, uh, probably 150, right around there, somewhere around there. Good, good time frame. Okay, five years, 175 books. Now let's bring it down to three years. Okay, three years, 125 books. Okay, great. We're scaling down a little bit more. All right, now we're going to go even further down. All right, let's see, one year, uh, about... 30 books, about 30 books, maybe, um, probably closer to 45, we'll say. So one year, 45 books. Now 90 days. Okay, now this is where we get to specific. 90 days we're talking about, um, that's about four to five, probably six, seven books in that 90-day time frame if you want to fit. So that's one-fourth of a year if you want to think about it that way. Um, so one-fourth of a year. Okay, so that's, let's see, six books probably, six, seven books. So what we're going to do is we're going to say, Okay, these are the books that I'm reading. This is the week that I'm reading these books. This is how many pages I'm going to read per day. So, like, for example, I'm right now reading a book about all about cinematography, The Five C's of Cinematography. Really great book. I really enjoy it. It's taking a little bit longer to read because I'm going definitely more in depth into the book and doing a lot of research associated with the book. So I'm not just reading it on a face view as I would any other book. So going through, I'm diving into this book. This is this week's book. This is how I'm bringing it down to this month. This month, I'm working on this book and another book. Those like this is the bring it all the way down to today. Today, if I want to read 250 books by the time I'm, I'm 28, then I've got to keep reading this book today. And I, one of the things that I think a lot of people deal with when they look at goal setting is there's a lot of fears and a lot of things that keep people, a lot of obstacles that keep people from setting goals. Um, a lot of that deals with like fear. There's two. There's three types of fear that I would say are the most destructive and the biggest obstacles for people when they're setting goals. Um, that would be one, the fear of success. I know this doesn't sound like a very common problem, but it is actually, it makes a lot of sense. And I've had this before. Basically, the fear of success is that once you achieve it, there will be more work associated with it. There's a larger responsibility. Suddenly, you're liable for the goal that you've set. So say you've you've worked and you've got a promotion, right? Well, the fear of success would say that you work to the promotion and now there's more responsibility, there's more work to do, right? So that's kind of the fear of success. The fear of success is that the work never stops, that you continue to grow and get more and more and more stuff to do that you have to do on your plate. Now, the fear of failure, which is the second one, is the fear that you're not going to be able to accomplish it, that you're not up to standards. And this is a huge one for people. This is probably the, the biggest one, if not the second biggest fear that people have when setting goals, the fear of failing goals. Now, this, I want to I give you some, some little information about me. For me, I have probably set, let's see, probably a good, if we're talking about larger goals, we're talking about like 90 day plus I've probably set 100, 200, probably 250 goals in the past year or two. 
So of those goals, I've probably accomplished 30, maybe, at max. Maybe 25 is probably closer to 20. So you see, I have set a lot of goals. The whole point of setting a goal is not necessarily to achieve it. The point is, you know, if you aim for the moon, you land among the stars. That's that's basically what we're going for here. Setting a goal, setting a direction, being aware of that direction that you want to set will get you much further on if you set like a stretch goal, something larger that you can't really achieve. It will get you much further on than if you were to not set a goal in the first place or if you were to set a goal at half that. So if you were to set a goal that's like halfway, instead of like saying, I want to read 100 books, you say, I want to read 50 books. Well, now you're kind of slacking because you're like, eh, it, there's not really all that much motivation for it as compared to something larger goal. And so you don't spend as much time towards it. You don't actually get much out of it as compared to setting a larger goal. So the fear of failure is saying that it's not, why would I spend so much time and effort working towards a goal if I'm not going to accomplish it? And the reason for this, the reason why you set goals and maybe you don't accomplish them is because it will bring you further on than if you didn't set them. It will give you much more to work towards. It will grow you as a person and your character will develop if you set goals and even if you don't achieve them. The half of the goal setting is the failing part. It's the reallocation of time. I mean, like, for example, the reading goal that I've set, like we were just going through, I have that that is actually my reading goal. And I have had the past couple of days, I haven't been able to read because of different events and different things that have popped up. And what that means is like a lot of people are like, oh, you failed towards like, oh, no, that's not the point. We set deadlines, we set time, like we set deadlines for these goals to give us motivation to work towards them. It does not mean that these goals, it's not a life or death scenario. If you fail at your goal, you haven't really failed until you give up. Giving up is the failing of your goal. So if you keep working towards your goal, you are bound to eventually hit it. You just have to keep going. And that's where fear of failure, people don't start because they fear that they will fail. And they will fail inevitably if they decide that, you know, they give up. Giving up is the failing. It's not the not accomplishing it. The not accomplishing it is just working towards it. That's just part of the process. Traditional failure, what people think of as failure, is a part of the success process. Failure is actually, if you were to really look at failure, failure is giving up. So now the third fear that people have is the fear of criticism, that they're going to set a goal and that people are going to laugh at them for it. Like for me, I have a goal to do, say, like 50 push-ups. And I said this two years ago. I said I wanted to do 100 push-ups in two years. And I am nowhere near that. I did 15 the last time I checked. So a lot of people have fear of criticism. Like they're setting a goal of being at this what they see as a standard for everyone else or something like that, where they look at and they compare themselves to other people and they're saying, I want to set a goal to be, like for me, I can't really whistle all that well. There's a lot of different things, like a lot of little things that are like, I can't do this and a lot of other people can. And if you were to say, okay, I want to set a goal to do that, a lot of people are feared that they're going to be criticized for either one, for setting goals too large or two, setting goals for too small. And I'm going to tell you something, it doesn't matter what they think. These are your goals. This is your journey and it's all about you. It does not matter if someone's like, ooh, you want to work out and you want to get like lose 50 pounds? Well, good luck with that while you're eating ice cream over here. There's a lot of criticism that people give to people that set goals. And honestly, it's not needed. No one, it does nobody good to criticize others. Absolutely nothing. If it is awful criticism, it does absolutely nothing for the world. And that's one of the fears. That's one of the things that keeps people from 
seeking out goals, to work harder, to do all these other things that will make their life so much more enriched. And there's people out there that are dumping on that. And it's disgusting. So those are the three fears that I see when people are trying to like set up goals that really stop them from that. Now we're going to go through, you. there's a lot of questions you could ask yourself when you're saying, basically start off 30 years from now, what do you want? What do you want your life to be like? Who do you want to become? What do you want to have? What do you want to have accomplished? Those questions, answer that. And then you start chunking down, okay, f- five years from now, halfway to that goal of 10 years. What do you want to do for that? How can you accomplish that? Then break it down even more. So three years. Okay, now we're getting a little bit closer into time frame. We're still stretch goals here. Now, what can you do for that? How can you work towards this big goal of debt-free for three years? Can you look at scholarships? Can you work during college? These sorts of things. And then you break it down even more. So one year, one-third of that. What can you do for that? What can you do this year? And this is where we're still stretch goals here. But we're getting really close to smart goals. Now we start breaking that one year. Okay, one-fourth of one year. The next 90 days, what can you do towards your goals? What can you do? And these are the ones that you set. You say specifically. What can you do for your goals? Measurably, you say, I'm going to do X amount. I'm going to read this many pages. I'm going to read this many books. Now, achievable, you make sure that it's something you can actually do. And a lot of times I have difficulty with this one because I set goals I cannot do. It is just my habit. That's just the way I do things. I set goals that are completely out of bounds, and I run for them. And I hit the fence a lot of times. But regardless, I go much further than if I were to set a goal that was inside the fence. So next thing, realistic. Again, talking about the realistic, achievable, very closely related. Realistic is something that you can actually physically do. People are like, oh, yeah, in the perfect world. The perfect world doesn't really exist. In the perfect world, I'd be able to, like, you know, work 27 hours a day. Yeah, not not happening. Trust me, I've tried. Um and then what you're doing is you're actually saying realistic. Okay, realistically, I've got X, Y, Z to do. I've got food. I've got to eat. I've got to meet X and Y people. And now what we're doing is we're saying realistically, okay, maybe I can spend two hours on this project. Or maybe I can spend an hour on this project. That's more realistic. Now, timely, we're saying a deadline. We're saying, okay, 30 days from now, 90 days from now, this is the deadline that I want to have. And then you're working towards that. You're not saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to blow it off again. Okay, and then working towards now even more so 90 day goals, that's where you're starting to deal with the smart goals. Now you're going to one month goals. Okay, what can you do towards your goals this month? That's the next step. Now, even more than that, one week, which we'll talk a lot more about in the next episode. So that's really how you set goals. Now, one of the things I want you to be aware of is the 10 areas that you should be setting your goals in. These areas, uh, the 10 life arenas, as Brendan Bouchard calls them, are really the different areas of your life that if you were to break down life, Overall, these are the 10 areas that you should really be focusing on. And I have this list right here, which I'll open up for you. So the first one is health. You want to make sure that, like, you know, he, what is it? He who conquers the world but has does not have his health has nothing. It's kind of like that sort of thing. Health keeps you working towards your goals. It keeps you happy, keeps you healthy, that sort of thing. Second thing is family. How can you be more interactive with the family? How can you be a better family member? Friends. How can you interact more with your friends? How can you have better social relationships? And then another one, see... What I want you to be aware of is that all of these don't necessarily apply to you all the time. So for this next one, intimate relationships. For me, that doesn't really apply right now. It has a reply in my past. No longer does, unfortunately. Um, But going forward, other areas, mission and work. Now, the mission and work is kind of what you do in your day. It's like if you go to school, mission and work would be how do you get more out of your education, that sort of thing. What are you working towards in your work? That sort of thing. It could be school. It could be work. Depends on how you want to view it. Next thing is finances goal. How much money do you want to make? Setting a number on that, being specific with it. How much money do you want to make? What do you want to do with that money? 
Um, going on to that even more so, the seventh is adventure. What do you want to like, is there any, like you want to go skydiving or you want to go visit the 50 states or travel the world, these sorts of things. These are the sort of adventure goals you want to have, something to look forward to, exciting. And then hobby goals are the next one, number eight. Hobbies, like do you want to read this many books, do you want to play this many songs on the guitar, these sorts of things, really engage in your soul, in your like your personal life. Well, what do you want to do for you, That just for you, just because you want to do it. Next thing to do, these two next ones, um, completely up to you spirituality if you have a goal to either read the bible or some something along those lines whatever your your religion's form of bible is and then also emotion goals um either i don't know working with like a therapist or something like meditating these these different areas these are the 10 areas so the 10 areas are health family friends intimate relationships mission work finances adventure hobby spirituality and emotion so those are the 10 areas for setting goals and I've talked a lot, and I hope that this really helped you out when it comes to setting goals, giving you an idea, talking about the fears, the doubts, all that sort of stuff for setting goals. And if this really did help you, please let us know. I, I really, this project, and I have to say, YSP has done a lot better, and it is like the past couple of months have been doing really well. I mean, we've nearly, every single month for the past couple months, we've doubled viewership, which has been absolutely amazing. So I wanted to give you a quick thank you for that. And... Uh, this has been Christian Adlita. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And as always, stay hungry for knowledge.